0: Welcome to episode 42 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. Thank you all the nurses for keeping us safe. And shout out to my favorite nurses, Vanessa and We love you. Yes, we love each and every one of you. Thank you to all my nurses out there. And thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome and cheers to igniting your fire. I would be eternally grateful if you took a moment to subscribe, leave a review and share with other nurses that you know could benefit. 2020 has been a hell of a year so far, you guys. Can we hit the refund button? Can we send this year back? I want a redo. All of our lives have drastically changed in hopes to curb the spread of this highly infectious virus. Nurses have been exceptionally impacted. Some of us are working directly on the front lines. Some of us have experienced job loss or furlough due to clinic closures, cancellation of elective procedures, and decreased hospital admissions. None of us expected this, and many of us never experienced anything like this in our lifetimes. Though there may be many new challenges, I am choosing to look at the opportunities to learn and grow from this. Most importantly, I want to send out my thanks and love, and I am joined by other phenomenal folks doing the same for you And all the other nurses out there. So it's been a while since I shared what's been going on in my life. So I thought this would be a great time to give you guys kind of an update. For new people here, I am still directly on the floor as a labor and delivery nurse. I have my personal finance brand, Financially Intentional, which the Nurses on Fire podcast run out of, and I am still very dedicated to serving my patients and very dedicated to aspiring you to financial independence. So my last big group gathering was in Cincinnati on March 7th. I flew out for the weekend to attend the economy conference in Cincinnati. It was a phenomenal conference, but it was just at the peak of when People started to look at the coronavirus very seriously. But before they started saying that maybe we shouldn't have large social gatherings, by the end of that week, when I got back home, that's when there was starting to be talks of school closures. That weekend, uh, my grandfather, who you know, is very near and dear to my heart, 92 years old, actually fell in his home and he was admitted to the hospital. And that's when our California governor, Gavin Newsom, announced that they were going to shut down hospitals to visitors. So um, that Monday night was a night in the hospital where my grandfather had to stay there alone because they were no longer allowing visitors. So that's when the first kind of shutdowns took place. And then the very next day is when Gavin Newsom announced the statewide shelter in place. And (laughs) that is when I converted to being a homeschooling mom. So not only do I work (laughs) now more than ever, because we've been really busy. But then I come home to homeschool my six year old. And to say it has been a joy would be a lie. (laughs) So I'm not going to say that. But I have learned a lot about homeschooling and education. And I know that I don't like this forced homeschooling. Um, Shout out to all you teachers out there. You guys are the real MVPs. Maybe I should do a special episode for you guys. But yeah, homeschooling is not my thing. I am just thankful to be saved by my daycare provider. So my (laughs) 15-month-old is still in our home-based daycare. Shout out to Miss TT for staying open because with two little ones running around and having to work so much, I don't know what I would do. As far as work, things have been changing on a daily basis. So on a lot of different units, and a lot of different hospitals, I should say, Visitation is totally closed. Like there's no visitors, maybe just for end of life at our hospital. And I work at a hospital in Northern California in the San Francisco Bay Area. First, when they announced the shutdown, like I told you, the hospital that my grandfather's at immediately stopped visitors. We didn't stop them that fast, but we did slow down the amount of visitors that can come. Eventually, it got to a point where only labor and delivery, where I work, allowed one support person. And even what this has looked like has evolved over time. So initially we just went down to having one support person. Then we went to having the support person not be able to leave. As soon as a laboring patient is admitted, themselves and their partner have to stay um, in the hospital, no ins and outs, they are, you know, confined to their room. They have to shower there. They are provided three meals a day along with the patient. And, um, this changed to actually universal masking. So everybody in the hospital has to wear a mask. Security guards, everybody who works in the hospital has to wear a mask. We are screened at the door. So the doors are controlled. We can only come through a couple of doors in the hospital and we are screened for temperature and symptoms before we start work. We are masked at that point and we have to, um, keep our mask on the whole time. I work as a charge nurse a lot. And I feel like a lot of my job has been around policing activity, as far as people coming in and out managing expectations for spouses and support people around what they are allowed to do telling people to pull their mask up and wear them properly. And just most of the time being really tired because when you're rebreathing in your CO2, man, that's hard for 12 hour shifts. But um, yeah, things have really changed. Um, there's a lot of fear around this virus, especially early on when um, people were being hyper vigilant around people that were exposed to those who were being sick. Um, It caused a lot of anxiety on our unit as far as how we could protect ourselves. Um, Shortly after the shelter in place was announced, we started seeing a lot of our PPE, our personal protective equipment, go missing and sanitizing materials disappear. And that put a lot of people in an uneasy state in a state of anxiety. And we were uh, rationing a lot of supplies that before that we had readily available. And so that created a lot of fear. It was a lot of fear around if someone was suspected to have it, what should we do to protect ourselves? And how do we deal with it? We have a dedicated unit that is specific to COVID patients, and we had a dedicated room for labor and delivery around treating suspected and confirmed cases, and we had to implement a procedure on how were we going to do the laboring process, the delivery process scheduled or emergency sections? And how would we separate the baby? Because um, we do isolation, we isolate the baby totally from the mom, right after delivery. So we haven't actually had any positive cases, but we've been doing a lot of drills around it. We've had a couple of suspected cases, but nothing confirmed. But it still brings up a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. We have since moved the isolation room down to our unit. It's ready to go if we do have a confirmed case. And what the hospital has done in response is turn a lot of regular rooms into negative pressure rooms in order to prepare for More cases, but like I said, like overall, it's been a lot of fear, a lot of opportunity just to discover the flaws in our system. Um, I, I say this over and over again like, I wonder where joint commission is. And if you don't know what joint commission is, it's our accrediting body that usually comes around and tells us we can't have coffee and food at our nursing station yet. Um, we are expected to wear the same mask all day. We're expected to use equipment, reuse shields and masks. And, you know, these are questionable times as far as the standards that we supposedly have set in place for patient safety and protection um, from us. So um, it is causing some tension and anxiety um, in between staff. There was this whole N95 battle is what I call it. And, you know, this back and forth of when we should use N95 masks because they are still in short supply. Um, and so it's been emails going back and forth and just, you know, a a debate on whether if we put oxygen on our patient because it's an aerosolizing procedure, meaning that it causes the virus to be airborne, do we have to wear N95 masks? So basically we've gotten to a point that anytime we do a C-section or a vaginal delivery, we are putting on N95 masks with a full face shield because as of last week, <laughs> and this is going to like two weeks ago when this podcast airs, but that has been deemed an aerosolizing procedure. So that's kind of been what's going on in my world at home Everybody is safe. I'm convinced that when my daughter was hospitalized in January for RSV, we all kind of got coronavirus. And so I'm just believing that we are all um, at a place where we have the antibodies and we're not going to get it. So I just say my house is protected. Uh, I do what I can not to bring anything home. I'm hypervigilant about that. But, honey, if you got some Lysol spray, send it my way because we are short around here. <laughs> but that's what's been going on in my world. But the reason for this podcast episode is really because I wanted to say thank you to all the nurses that are out there fighting the good fight, whether on the front lines or behind the scenes. You are highly valued. And I know that what has given me a lot of comfort is the amount of people reaching out to me, checking to make sure that I'm okay, or just simply saying thank you. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. We thank you as a family. I just feel like we are nurses because we want to serve and in serving, we do put ourselves and our family at risk. This is what we signed up for, but this is definitely unprecedented. So it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be in fear, but know that you are loved. Know that people have your back and know that you are the real heroes. First, we have Ashley Evans of AshleyEvans.com. Ashley is a future nurse, daughter of a nurse, and ex-military officer starting nursing school at Yale this fall. Be on the lookout for her Nurses on Fire podcast episode number 46, where Ashley joins us to share her money story.
1: Hi, my name is Ashley Evans, and I am the daughter of a 26-year Navy Nurse Corps veteran and a future nursing student myself. When I see how nurses go to a hospital that has had multiple COVID-19 cases, it reminds me of when my mom went on her first deployment while I was in the seventh grade to the Philippines. And the reason why it reminds me of a deployment is because I know that look of how you guys kind of swallow your personal fear and swallow the fear for your family. And you have to do that transformation and go into work and put the script because your patients depend on you to look joyful your patients depend on you to look hopeful your patients depend on you to give them to have them believe make them believe that they're going to be okay regardless of whether that's the truth or not and then after you have put aside all of your fears and your the fears for your family and the fears for your patients and the fears for yourself You have to then flip the script again and go back home and do that same thing for your family members. And you guys do it day in and day out. When I also served in the military, and we constantly hear, Thank you for your service, thank you for your service, thank you for your service. You know, we're constantly called heroes. And it's so important for me that you guys, as nurses, hear someone say that you are a hero, that we salute you that we thank you for your service. And thank you for standing the watch. So um, from one service member to another type of service member. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep standing the watch.
0: Next, we have Adam Cool of AHK Couching. He is a couples financial counselor and a good friend. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Just wanted to share my appreciation. And my father is a pharmacist and, you know, he's in a slightly different situation, but out there as well. And that helps me
2: appreciate it even more. So thank you for the chance you're taking with your own wellness and that of your families to try and help out everyone else who's in need.
0: Next up, we have another great friend, Chance Scoggins. Chance is a girl dad and life and business coach at Life Relaunch.
1: This is Chance Coggins from Nashville, Tennessee. Just wanted to say thank you to all the nurses, first responders, doctors, yes, but especially the nurses because anyone who's ever been in a hospital knows that the nurses are the heart. They're the center. So thank you for everything you've always done, but especially for what you're doing now. We know it's not easy and we appreciate you. Praying it all comes back to you a hundred times over because you deserve so much. Thank you.
0: Next, we have Constance Evans, retired Navy nurse and mother to our first guest,
3: Ashley Evans. This is Constance Evans, retired Navy captain. Wanted to give a shout out to all the nurses out there on the front line. I want to say thank you to serve and to work in this time of pandemic, giving your best, giving your all and really not asking for much in return. You are the true heroes out there. We love you. We pray for you every day. We thank you. God bless you and your family, and God bless the patients that you're taking care of and your co-workers. We ask that you just continue to stay strong mentally and physically. We ask for a hedge of protection all over you We know that God has you in the center of his heart. We love you. Out.
0: Next, we have a special treat in hearing from my very own big sister. Without her, financially intentional wouldn't be possible, wouldn't have existed. She moved her family all the way across the country to come live with me and help me raise my daughter when she was one, allowing me to be able to work more, share my journey and pay off a massive amount of debt. All thanks to you, big sis.
3: Nurse, just another word to describe a person strong enough to tolerate anything and soft enough to
0: understand anyone. Thank you for all your help. We love you, support you, prayers, and good health to you and your family. We are joined next by Crystal Dillard Aikens, one of my coaching clients who was able to pay off $62,000 in debt, increase her savings to over 51%, and max out all of her investments in less than a year. Sending so much love to her and her family during these troubling times.
2: I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank all the medical professionals, including nurses who are on the front lines right now. I am so impressed by the fortitude and the compassion of the men and women who are working in our hospitals right now. A personal story is simply that my father-in-law who lives in a facility was diagnosed with COVID last Monday. And since then, we've been able to get updates from the nurses and doctors as he has continued to improve. I was particularly touched by a doctor who was willing to call today with his own iPhone to allow us to video chat today. And it's just amazing that we have people who are willing to put themselves out there like that in order to take care of all of us. And I'm just so grateful again for all the doctors, all the nurses, and wanting to say thank you for your service and looking forward to being on the other side of COVID with all of you.
0: Next, we have past Nurses on Fire guest Latrina Walden from Episode 4 and of Walden Exam Solution. Not only has she created a seven-figure test prep business, her and I are old buddies from undergrad and grad school as we went to the only USC that matters, the University of Southern California.
4: Fight on. Hey guys, it is Professor Walden here from Latrina Walden Exam Solutions. To all my nurses and my APRNs who are on the front lines, I just want you to know that we love you and we see you. And I know that things are not favorable, but all I'm asking that you do right now is that you survive. That is your only job. You've got to make it home to your families. And we want that for you but we see you and we love you so much and we are with you. Our hands are on your back. Please know that we are just riding all of this out with you. For those of us who are not on the front lines, we are doing our part in encouraging social distancing. But I just want you to know that we are with you. So please don't ever feel like you are in this alone because you are not. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us. And again, if no one tells you today, please know that I love you. And so many of us out there, we love you um, and we see you. And please, please stay safe. Your only job right now is to survive.
0: Next, we have Lynn Frere. Lynn is a two-time past guest of the Nurses on Fire podcast, and she has the highest downloaded episode, episode two, where she shares how she retired at 40.
3: Hi, this is Lynn Frere from Episode 2 of the Nurses on Fire podcast, and I just want to give a shout-out to all my nurses who are working extra. Some of you guys are working less. This is crazy times in the pandemic, and I just want to say I just appreciate all the work you guys are doing, all the challenges you are facing, and so glad that you are part of the nursing community who cares about finance in this difficult time.
0: Last but definitely not. We have Tigray Pickett of Wild Playground, a platform where he and his wife guide people in rediscovering their passion for life.
1: Hey, Nasima, this is Tigray Pickett, and I want to share a huge thank you for yourself and all the other nurses, medical staff, support. Social workers, everyone in the healthcare industry that is doing their darndest to help everyone who's suffering from COVID-19 and the coronavirus. My father was intubated for 10 days, tested positive for the coronavirus, and without y'all's help, he would not be alive today. So thank you so, so much. Stay safe.
0: Again, thank you all for all that you do. Nurses, Iraq, and you are the real heroes know that when times get tough you are loved and thank you to ashley adam chance my sister crystal lynn latrina and tigre for sending your love and support to all the nurses You've been listening to Nurses on Fire. If you want to learn more about me or my guests, check out our show notes page. If you found value, please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliates also listed in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show. You guys, tell all the nurses in your life, to subscribe. And if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at nasema at financially intentional.com. Alright, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye bye.